Hey guys, if there is one thing I know about life, it is that life takes so much courage. I actually think this is one of the greatest benefits of pursuing business or something outside of motherhood because it forces you to get schooled in this area. There is absolutely no way that you can step out and step up as an entrepreneur without major self-development, learning to face your fears, being uncomfortable, and at the end of the day, rising up in courage. I know this because I've been in the trenches of this for the past three years. In fact, 2020, I pushed through so much fear and uncertainty. Like it's just, it's crazy. And it's actually so stressful, oh my goodness. I'm always learning and growing and wanting to do better. And my hope is that by sharing my journey here, I can make things a little bit easier for you or just bring some clarity to your life along the way. But listen, after a couple years of intense hustle, for a lack of a better word, I felt the Lord calling me to rest. But let me tell you what I learned once I shifted to a place of rest, to set business aside and to slow down and to restore for a moment. I learned that it almost takes more courage to be still than it does to hustle harder. Oh my goodness, this was a harsh reality. Does anybody resonate or feel me on that? Ugh, I made myself. I made myself sit there, squirming uncomfortably, waiting on God in that quiet place because I refused to move forward without his blessing outside of his timing. Absolutely not. I mustered up all my courage just to be still, to trust him for what he had promised. It is hard to slow down. It is hard to be still. And it almost takes more courage to do that, for me personally, at least. So I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but... I fasted and I prayed and I just determined I'm not going to quit wrestling with you, God, until you bless me. I'm I'm not going to stop. So finally, after this time of stillness, it had been about a month uh, just kind of unplugging, being still before the Lord. He was doing so many beautiful things inside of me, but man, it it was all uncomfortable (laughs) for sure. But after that time of stillness was over, I went to move forward and I was asking God, well, what's next? Where do I go from here? Meaning specifically, where do I read in the Bible or what do I study in my quiet time? I had clarity in business and clarity in what I was to do practically moving forward. But where do I, where do we go from here, God? And that's where he led me immediately to Joshua 1. The timing was so divine. And this was when he began showing me how the journey of the Israelites in Joshua was completely parallel to the path that I was walking in my own life. It's been so encouraging, but I want to read Joshua 1 to you, and I want you to ask God to highlight in your heart what you need to hear today. I'll tell you in a minute what I heard, but this is important for you to always take it to the Lord because this is about your journey, and God has something for you in his word every time. Okay, Joshua 1. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I'm giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you. From the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. 
Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. One of the things that I love about that passage is that, first of all, God wants you to have great success. He does. But here are a few things that you have to know first. The first thing that I want to highlight, these are just kind of two keys from this passage that I want to highlight. And this is not just everything that I share. It's not just for you. It's for your kids too. So take this to heart because we are training little arrows, little warriors, God's people for the the world to be launched into the world and to make a greater impact. So the first thing, be strong and courageous. You cannot enter into the promises of God or cross over into success without this. Sustainable courage. I love that word because I think, so when it comes to business, one of the things that I've always had to kind of come to the conclusion of is when you are a mom and you're doing business, you have to choose something that's simple and sustainable, meaning you can keep up with it because not everything is sustainable as a mom when you're juggling all the things. And so that's always like a key word. But sustainable courage comes from God. It's knowing who God is. It's remembering what he's done. It's trusting his character. And it's knowing that he goes before you and he's with us. If he goes before you, then you have all that you need. The victory is already yours. But courage that is only rooted in your strength through self-development alone, it will lead you to burnout. It takes a lot of courage and you do have to dig deep within yourself. But if all that's within you is you, if the Holy Spirit is not filling you inside and when you dig deep for that courage, it's not coming out of God, you're going to burn out and you're going to, you're going to come up empty and dry. But why, why is this so important? Why is this so important moms that we walk in courage? Well, first of all, because you cannot have success in business without courage. End of story. I mean, Oh, I could go on and on about this, but that's just, it's just a fact. I'm going to put a big period there. <laughs> okay, but most importantly, most importantly, your kids need courage. They need to see their mama rise up in courage daily, no matter how she feels. Show them the way to success. Show them true courage that is rooted in Christ. Our job is to get them ready for the real world. And it's hard It's a hard world that they have to live in. It's a hard world that we have to live in, but it's going to be an even harder world that they're going to have to navigate when they are on their own. They're going to need every bit of courage instilled in them at a young age. So always make this a priority in your life so that your children will have good success. Refuse to let your kids make fearful decisions. Um, When it's not for their benefit, I was actually, oh my gosh, I feel like I shared this with you. Maybe I didn't, but... um, just recently took the kids to a little blueberry festival, picking blueberries, and they had kind of like bounce houses and and fun activities for the kids to do. So they had this bounce house maze. And the very first thing is once you enter it, you have to climb, climb this mountain wall, almost like kind of rock climbing, to go down this big slide and then you can continue on the course. Well, my five year old 
was scared. She got in there and she's gripped with fear and she didn't want to do it and she was scared. But I knew that first of all, it was safe. She wasn't going to get hurt. I knew that if she conquered her fear, she would have fun. And it was just silly. It was ridiculous. You know, she was just being dramatic. So me being the <laughs> mom that I am, I was like, come on, babe. Like I'm pushing her. I'm like, no, we're, we're going to do this thing because this is silly. Like we're, we're not going to be fearful of this. We're going to have a good time and we're going to face this fear. And my husband's like, babe, just chill out. I'm like, no, we're going to do this. So I coached her and I was talking her through because I was determined like this girl is going to do this because it's, it's silly for her not to have the fun on the other side, not to have the experience of playing with her other sisters in this fun bounce house on this beautiful afternoon because she's afraid or she thinks she's scared. She's not gonna get hurt. What ended up happening was the three-year-old, the younger sister came in there and she fearlessly started climbing. So she set the example for the older sister and they ended up, she ended up doing it. But once she did it, it took her a few minutes, but once she overcame her fear and climbed it, I mean, her confidence soared. She was laughing. She could not go through the thing, the maze fast enough, race around and start back over. I mean, she just had the best time. I had to pull them out and I was like, guys, it's time to go. She would have missed out so much had she not overcome her fear. Do not let your kids make decisions based on fear when it's for their benefit. Because so much joy, so many good experiences, so much opportunity is on the other side of that. But if there's not fear, then we obviously don't need to be strong and courageous. So fear is a part of life every day, even in the fun things, the little things, things that are, you know, seem silly to you or to me or the big things. It's just something we all have to face and overcome all the time. But, but God wants us to be strong and courageous. At the threshold of every transition in your life or every new thing in your kids' lives, the enemy will send a spirit of fear. Fear is the greatest killer of destiny and purpose. You don't need to be strong and courageous if there's no fear. So we just have to be willing to understand when it comes into the picture and navigate it appropriately. I tell my kids this all the time, and I'm going to butcher this. I probably should have researched this before I, I got on and told you, but I tell them that, you know, being afraid and being excited is really the same emotion. They actually did a study on this. I think it was with a bunch of runners, athletes, when they ran a race and they were looking and studying their composition and what happened when they were at the starting line. But the point is, is the same exact things that your body goes through. Your heart starts to race, you start to sweat. The same exact physical things that happen when you're nervous or afraid are the same exact things that happen when you're excited. You just have to connect the proper emotion to it. So you can use fear to your advantage and use it to your benefit and just say, I'm not scared, I'm excited. Flip, flip the script, flip your perspective on that. That's how I always like teach my kids. I love this quote by Mark Twain. He says, I have lived a long life and had many troubles, most of which never happened. That's the truth, that's the truth. Many of the things we fear, most of the things we fear will never happen. And I got to be so honest with you guys. Every time I sit down to prepare a podcast, I just experienced this today, which is why I'm even talking about this. It's crazy. I was telling the kids about this this morning and I was like, I'm going to share exactly the, the truth behind the scenes. Every time I sit down to prepare a podcast, I feel so excited and at peace. I'm thinking about what I want to say or what the Lord is leading me to say. I'm typing out my notes. I, I just feel inspired. I'm excited. I can't wait to share this with you. But when I actually go to record the thing, when I actually go to sit down in front of the mic, 
I feel so nervous. I actually woke up this morning because I knew, okay, today's the day I need to record a podcast this morning. And I woke up like feeling sick to my stomach. Like, oh my gosh, I have to do that thing. Oh, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. If I made my decision based on how I feel in the moment, I would never cross over and do the thing. It's the same for me. It's the same for you. It feels hard, uncomfortable, and scary. But on the other side, on the other side is the opportunity that I can help somebody else walk in greater victory in their life. Maybe I can encourage you on your journey. Maybe I'm pointing you to the Lord. I would never have that opportunity if I didn't choose to be strong and courageous in my work. In my work. It's crazy because, you know, in Joshua 1, he tells them to be strong and courageous, right? Well, when you get to Joshua 13, you realize the reason he told them that was because They had to conquer, at that point, 31 kings. They had to go into battle. They had to fight their giants. Sometimes the giants that we fight are just the thoughts in our mind, the insecurities, our egos, whatever it looks like. We have a lot of battles and giants we have to face in our life, and it looks like work. We have to be strong and courageous. And sometimes what I'm learning is that the purpose work can feel like the heaviest work because it means so much more. It was easier when I was just doing my work and my business and kind of like doing things more for me. But when you're carrying out God's work, when you're walking in that obedience to him, surrendered and vulnerable and authentic in every capacity, it's heavy and it's harder. So that's the truth, guys. But I'm here for it and I'm here for you. And I've told you that before and I'm going to keep telling you that and I'm going to keep showing up even though it feels hard and uncomfortable. It's worth it. It's worth it for the one person that listens to this and it blesses today. So as long as you know, as long as you know that you are walking in obedience to what God has called you to do, that you have God's permission to move forward in that direction, you've got to be brave and go for it or you're going to miss out on your purpose and your destiny in life. You will never do anything great in life if you're unwilling to do it afraid. It's just how it is. The more you do that thing, it doesn't necessarily make it easier The only way to feel the ease, the peace, the deep grace in doing that thing is to keep your eyes on Jesus. He has to be bigger than your ego, your feelings, your fears. I'm learning that too. You'd think that when I've told some of my closest friends, like, gosh, this podcast feels really hard. It's harder than I thought. They're like, really? No, it's great. I love it. You sound like such a natural. I'm like, yeah, but it it feels hard inside. Because I have to die to myself. I have to die to my fears, my feelings, my ego, whatever, what people think about me. I have to let that stuff go and surrender it. And the only way to really overcome it and make it easier, it's not in repeating over and over again. I'm sure that'll come. things get easier in time the more you practice them. That just comes naturally. But the real answer to overcoming in this area is keeping your eyes so fiercely fixed on God that nothing else matters, that you are out of the picture and you're just walking focused on him, fearless, strong and courageous out of his strength. I heard this quote by Christine Kane recently in one of the little messages she was giving. I love her, by the way. She's great. Check out her podcast. But she said, you will never possess what you never pursue. Moms, if you want more in your life, if you want to reach those goals in business, whatever you have in your heart, those desires, those dreams to do, you're never going to get there. You're never going to possess that if you never pursue it. You got to get up and work for it. And you got to be strong and courageous. Okay, 
let's talk about point number two. This is the second key for success for you, but also this is, I'm gonna talk even more about your kids with this because this is so crucial. This is so crucial. But in the passage we just read, we have to obey the word of God. Obedience brings blessing. I tell this to my children all the time. Obedience brings blessing. Disobedience brings consequences. It's a fact of life. It's truth. This is one of the most important things that we can teach our children. And you know what? Start it at a young age. It's really for their safety. When they were young, if my two-year-old is about to run across the street and I call them, hey, 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 stop, stop, and they don't listen to my voice, they don't obey me immediately, they could be in harm's way big time. I need my children to obey for their safety. But not just that, I need them to obey so that they can be blessed. It is one of the most important things that we can instill into our children. And I'll talk more about this here now. You know, and I don't care how you choose to discipline your children, just be in unity with your spouse, look to the word of God, but you better find a way to teach them obedience. It's not mean, it's loving. The Bible says that God disciplines those he loves. You cannot raise godly, successful kids without teaching them honor and respect through obedience. How are your children going to obey their heavenly father if they don't obey their earthly authority first? Do not neglect this, moms. This may seem harsh and kind of controversial, and I know you're probably feeling uncomfortable right now, but don't, but don't, don't leave. Stay with me. I don't, I don't care because I care more about you and you need to hear this. Do not pursue work outside the home unless your home is in order. Not perfect. I didn't say perfect. I said in order. And obedience comes first. Teach and train your children to listen to your voice and obey so that their hearts are prepared to hear the voice of the Lord and obey his word. That is true success in life and for your children. And I'm going to take it one step further. I really want to encourage you to teach first time obedience. Don't play games. Don't teach delayed obedience. I remember when, before I had kids, you know, before you have kids, you just think you have all the answers and you're like judging every mom. And then you have kids and you're like, oh, actually, I'm going to do all those things that I said I would never do. <laughs> it just happens. But one of those things I remember being in the grocery store, you know, and there's the countdown. One, two, three, like, don't do that. You're just teaching delayed obedience. Don't play games. You either with, with you know, as I parent, I'm like, you're either going to obey or you're not going to obey. It's a choice. Like you choose. We're going to, we're going to do this or we're not. We're not going to, we're not going to play around and beat around the bush. Like you've got to make that choice. And at the end of the day, it's up to you. Obedience is going to bring blessing. Disobedience is going to bring consequence, but you've got to choose. God wants our best. He wants our first. Remember when God told Moses to speak to the rock and instead he decided, you know, just to hit it with a stick like last time. Yeah, that that one act cost him the blessing of being able to enter into the promised land. The details matter. So you matter as a mom and you deserve obedience and respect. It is honoring to God that your children honor you as their authority. But this is not just about your kids being blessed. It's about them being a blessing to others. When I first got married, I think I was, gosh, 21 at a time, and I started substitute teaching. It's funny because I homeschool my kids, but I learned early on that teaching was not a gift of mine. Yeah, I just, it's not my thing. And it's so funny because I, I homeschool my kids because I never, God gives you a grace for your children and it's different. 
And I believe that being a teacher is a calling and there is, it is a gift. It really is being a nurse, a teacher, certain occupations, I just applaud and have serious, serious respect for that. But for me, teaching in a classroom, it is is not my gift, <laughs> it's not my thing. But I learned this, I'll never forget one of the first classes that I substitute taught in. It was a kindergarten class. And I had a class of like 20 kids and it came to nap time and it was a nightmare. I mean, I couldn't, when you have 20 kids that just don't listen and you're trying to get them to lay down for a nap and roll out their mats and put their blanket down and follow instructions, it was a mess. And I couldn't enjoy the day. I couldn't enjoy any of the kids as individuals because they just wouldn't listen. It felt chaotic and it was a really frustrating experience. Your kids are a blessing to others when they obey. It is a joy for me to watch other people enjoy my kids, especially, particularly their grandparents. No, my kids are far from perfect, but they truly are a blessing to others. And I take pride in that. I love when my kids are with their grandparents and their grandparents just get to enjoy them. There's peace there. They get to do fun things together. They can take them out to eat and the kids can sit at the table and behave and they can handle all five of them at the same time because they obey. And my parents... And my in-laws, they feel honored and respected in that. I love that. That brings me joy. Teaching your kids obedience is not just for you. It's not just for them and their good blessing and their good measure and their good success. It's for other people. It's for them to impact other people to their full potential that God has for them. So please listen to me. Do not feel judged or condemned by this conversation if you're struggling in this area. Don't. But just know that this is a principle that's worth fighting for. And I believe that by God's grace and by seeking his wisdom on this, you can be victorious. It's not too late. It's never too late. Obedience is important. And I have faith that as you seek God for the strength and wisdom in this area, that you will get the breakthroughs that you need. Just don't give up. Don't give up. At the end of the day, and I'll just close with this, success is obedience to God. Whatever he says, whenever he says, just do it. His way, his time, just do it and you will be blessed. So as you pursue your greatest potential within the walls of your home, as you pursue pursue your goals in business, as you pursue an excellent marriage, as you pursue to be an intentional mama who raises godly children equipped for success, not just now, but when they're launched into the real world, Remember these two very important principles to success. Be strong and courageous as you obey the word of the Lord in your life. I believe in you and I'm on this journey with you and I want to see you cross over into greater purpose as you seek God's best. I love you, my friend, and I am here with you and I want you to feel encouraged, not condemned, but But push into these things, press into these principles for your good success because God wants you to have success. So Father God, I just thank you for your promises. I thank you for the promises in your word that we can cling to, that we can hold to in our life as we move forward, as we face our fears, as we do the hard things. Lord, I thank you that you are with us, God, that you promise to not fail or abandon us. Lord, I pray that you would help us 
obey your word in all that we do, Lord, that we would be so focused and fixed on you that nothing else would matter, that we wouldn't look to the right, we wouldn't look to the left, we wouldn't look behind us, we wouldn't look below us, we wouldn't let anything or anyone hold us down, that we would just move forward, crossing over into your fullest uh, promises and blessings that you have for us, Lord. You want us to be successful, God. Not just for our success, but for the success of our children, God. Lord, we trust you in all these things, Lord. I pray that you would help us to trust your character above all else, God. That you would be bigger than the giants that we face inside, the fears that we face, the thoughts that we have, the insecurities, the pride, whatever, God. We just lay it at your feet, God. And we just exalt you and we make you greater than all of it. Lord, I pray for the mom listening that you would encourage her spirit today. Give her absolute wisdom and clarity and how to be strong and courageous, what that looks like in her life, and also how to instill obedience into her children as she herself walks in obedience. Give her the wisdom for that, step by step, God. But more than anything, God, we just thank you and we praise you that you are with us wherever we go. And if you are all that we have, you are all that we need, and that's enough. We love you, God, and we just thank you that we don't have to walk alone.